This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast, Bill McMinn, along with Eric Barfell, and we are talking about finances, actually. So one question I had asked you before the show about doing the show is like, Hey, what's your favorite piece of advice or what would you mm-hmm. tell someone if you had there talking to you, you see him on the bus, it's one of the kids in your youth group and it's like, Hey, can you give me a piece of financial advice? Like what kind of stuff would you say? Yeah, no, I, good question. Uh, I want to get a little bit of background first. Cause like when I graduated college up until age 23, 24, I had no idea what I was doing with money. Never took a class in it in high school, nothing in college. Uh, literally I'm out of college. I have a degree. I have 20 grand of student loan debt attached to my name and I have no job. And so I started like YouTube and stuff. And I found this dude named Dave Ramsey and he's kind of the finance guy in, right. in that world who actually like teaches courses and stuff. So that, that, that's when I started to slowly learn about my own finances. And it's one of those things like no one's going to do it for you. That's true. No one's going to like help you out with it. No one's going to. And again, unless you took a class in high school, college, which very few people have. It doesn't seem to be offered or, or too popular if it is. Um, no one really knows what they're doing. But they're going to work every day to get a paycheck every two weeks. And very few people know how to, like, handle money. It was Well, one thing, I mean, you're in control. I mean, that that's one thing that I learned right. early on when I first got married. Which is sometimes the best news, sometimes the worst yeah. news for some people. It, well, I think when it, when it becomes good news is when someone's telling you that you're going to have to pay this long on a debt and you want to pay it all shorter. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the first hurdles that my wife and I encountered when we were first married. And it was... We had, I wanted to go to seminary, but I wanted to get out of debt first. So between the two of us, she had more college debt. I didn't. And I bought a car for 2000 bucks and grandma gave me the money. So grandma, 2000 bucks. But we had uh, basically $11,000 worth of debt when we first got married. So this Mm -hmm. is back in the 1980s, actually. I'm making 10 some an hour. She's making six something an hour. Mm. This is it. So we're, we're, we're now like absolutely determined. So I didn't know anything about budgeting or anything like that. But I did know one thing we're going to get out of debt right now. So I remember walking into the bank and Jerry came to me and she goes, she was crying. She was so upset because the bank told her that it was going to take X number of years to pay off the loan and all that. Mm -hmm. And she comes to me and she goes, well, you're not going to be able to go to seminary. You want to go into ministry and this debt, you know, is holding us back. She's really hurt about it. And I, I almost laughed because I don't even know how I knew it, but I said, honey, the banks don't tell us when exactly we are paying it off. Exactly. We're telling the banks. I remember going into the bank and I forget how big that loan was for her. And I said, how much would it take me to pay off this loan in six months? They had it for years, six mm-hmm. months. And they go $750 a month. I said, I'll take that. Right. And that's what, now you're making a combined $16 an hour between you. Right. We didn't go out. We yep. didn't. It's an uphill much of anything. Sure. We everything in our house was hand me down. In our apartment, I mean, was a hand me down or something that we got for dirt cheap. Or we were determined from the time we were, we're going to decorate our house with stuff we find at yard sales and auctions mm-hmm. and flea markets, and we're just going to go. I mean, we were, I'm sure, Spartan. Yeah, actually, absolutely. No, we never first year marriage, probably two. We did not go out to eat unless we had a gift card. Right. Like legitimately. Right. Did not go out to eat. Unless now, what was your goal part. for that? Were you trying to reduce debt or were you saving money? 
Uh, I was so guns blazing on finishing my student loan debt. Gotcha. That was the only debt I had. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, I was I was gifted a car when I as like a graduation present. Right. Granted, it was a 2001. It's the one I just got rid of. Right. I mean, I've had all that these you years. loved and adored, and I never thought I'd see the day when it wasn't in the church parking lot. That <laughs> yeah, one? right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, it, that's luckily that's all the debt we had. And I, I just wanted to be out of debt so bad. Right. Cause I mean, just like, we don't have like anything in savings. And that was a huge red flag to me. Cause in my mind, let me, and I'll start answering your question in my mind. I always wanted to see my personal savings account, like slowly go up over time. And at the same time, slowly see my student loan payment go down. I talked to some buddies uh, and he's like, Eric, we're doing the, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Here's what he said. And he's like, figure out exactly how much you need to survive and leave that in your in your checking account. Uh, and then send the rest of it over to your debt. And right. I was like, no, dude, that's crazy. He's like, exactly. But that's going to motivate you to like get going on it. And slowly but surely, I did it in like six like chunks actually because I was I was too scared to do it all at once. Um, and so so that's kind of my advice. If I give one financial, if I could only give one piece of financial advice, it's know specifically how much is coming in, and know specifically how much is going out. Right. AKA have a actual written budget. And I think that will open your eyes to the specifics. Well, one thing, too, I think that you're talking about and I was talking about, too, at the beginning, even though we might not have it as a point, it, it should be a point, and that is have a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. you, what you're talking about there in reducing debt and you're not going to go out to eat, it's not that, hey, watch this. We're not going to go out to eat because I'm a stingy miser. Right. We're not going to go out to eat because the plan is we're going to pay off debt. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pay off debt so then we can focus on savings because debt is actually taking money away in interest and the more, more, the faster we pay it off, the less interest we pay, the less money they get. I mean, it just mm-hmm. is a financial Absolutely. benefit to you. For us, we paid when we were first married, we paid off our $11,000 in 13 months. Mm. We're wow. Out. And again, we were hardly making anything, but that's how determined. And what I find is when you're determined to do something and you have that game plan, you can do it. My other piece of advice, aside from that, you know, just having that plan and starting out, you can do whatever it is you put your mind to do, mm-hmm. I believe. It mm-hmm. just takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. I pay attention. I think that's one thing that I see where people just aren't paying attention to it. And so they'll be getting, you know, they have student debt, let's say, and a mom and dad or whoever gives them the worst piece of advice ever. We'll just pay the minimum, which is a terrible idea. And so they start, oh yeah, man, I've been, yeah, I'm, I, I'm doing pretty good on getting out of debt. And I, I only owed 50,000 or 30,000 or whatever it was. Well, the next thing you know, they've been paying the minimum for five years. Now they owe more. Yeah. Because they weren't even reducing any principal they were only paying interest this whole time. They have no clue. And these companies aren't going to tell it's them. It's scary. Yeah, right. Because it, oh, they're making money a, off them. It's a racket. I mean, it's horrible. So they're not explaining it. And so when I encounter people like this, I'm like, you got to get on top of this. You got to figure this out. You got to get past the minimums. You need to get serious about getting rid of it. But just that paying attention, I found in my own life, and my wife will say this too, when you're paying attention to the finances, and I'm looking at my bank statements probably mm-hmm. every day oh, on yeah. my phone. Absolutely. Probably more than once. <laughs> yes. Like I'm constantly looking at it and seeing it. And am I worried about anything? No, I'm not worried. I'm just curious more than anything. But yeah. I like to know. And she said, when you're in the know and you're paying attention, you spend far less money. Yep. Even without a budget, forget the budget, just knowing 
well, hey, I can't just run out and do that. Right. Because that, that's not, right. I mean, I don't have that for that. So I would say definitely pay attention. Here's a great verse, Eric, uh, a passage, Proverbs 3, 23, 23 through 27. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. For riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. When the hay is removed and new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with the price of a field. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female slaves. Hey, you might have a, an exalted position, might not have that exalted position forever. Right. You might have a windfall profit. Well, sometimes that stuff goes away. Could have mm -hmm. a financial collapse, who knows. But if you have your, your field and your goats, Right. And right. you're going to have plenty, you're going to have clothing, you're going to be okay. So know the condition of your flocks. And I've always felt that the man and the woman should both be aware of what the bills are, mm -hmm. what's coming in, what's going out. Even if you don't, I would suggest a budget, but even if you don't have that, Absolutely. just have knowledge, pay attention to your finances. Mm. No, I think there's a billion little tiny traps that so easily trip people up. When it's instead of like, oh, hey, it costs this much. The next question is, well, what's the monthly payment? Oh, that's it. Oh, OK. And it's like, whoa, like, don't no, Don't ask that. Right. Because they're going to take advantage of you. You're going to be paying on this thing for the rest of your life. Right. A little monthly payment. And I know it's it's just the idea of like, oh, it's not that bad or it's not that much. Do that a little bit here, a little bit there. Right. Oh, Amazon. Like, wow, great. These little knickknacks can come to my house the next day. You're spending money on this. You got subscriptions out the wazoo. Right. You actually use two of them fully. Well, hey, you, by the way, there's an you can look on subscriptions on your phone mm -hmm. and find out what you have on your phone. Yeah. If there's ones you're not using, you're paying five bucks a month or that's ten thing. bucks a year. You can delete those. Right. So go on your. It's on the settings. I think somewhere in the settings I found, or maybe it's even the top. They'll have your your subscriptions, yep. and I'll look them up and I'll check them every once yeah. in a while Apps and to stuff. make sure that I'm not paying. Like when mm -hmm. I get done the NFL game app, the yeah. NFL app after NFL's over for the season, I'll I'll delete the app and and, and I, i'll bring it back next season even so, then apps make it very difficult to find the unsubscribe delete account right. kind of thing like you have to jump through hoops to find it and people are like nah i, I tried for two full seconds i don't know where it is I'm right. just, and it's like well yeah great for nfl and disney play right. like you're gonna be paying on this thing forever and people right. are like and and that's the thing it's like nobody is gonna do it for you right so if you don't have a plan in place if you're not doing the work you're going to you're going to be taken advantage of left and right. Right. And it's I would avoid that too. I mean, one of the things I would say to people, don't when I we uh went through a house renovation, we've been here 7 years at the time house we live in now. And I had to take on to buy fixtures and stuff. I put stuff on a credit card. It was like 6 months same as cash, this and that. And that dude like we got those all knocked down. But something happened in that time period, I remember either right before or right after and I actually had credit card debt for the first time in my life because I always paid off like that mm. month. I don't put anything on my credit card. How much card. was it then? How much was the interest back then? All the same. I mean, well, was it 24%? I don't know if it was 20. It was high. Okay. But here was the thing it's that I noticed. These this days. is a sand trap. Once you got into that credit card debt and you couldn't pay it off that month, mm -hmm. you're paying interest. And it was almost like a nightmare where the haul just kept getting longer and longer. This yeah, is what right, it was like for right. me financially. <laughs> I'm trying to scramble out of this thing. It's like you're in sand. You just can't get any traction. You keep throwing money at it, 
but they keep putting interest on it. Yep. And I remember that. That was a great lesson for me to experience that because when I was done with that and I finally climbed out of that stinking hole, I said, never again. I will never Absolutely. allow myself to have this kind of credit card debt because you don't realize what that compound interest does to you. Do you have that kind of experience? And I personally do not think any young person should be allowed to have a credit no. card unless they can take a test first and explain compound interest. Right. If you don't understand how the interest works, if you don't understand why you shouldn't make the minimum payment, why you should get that thing paid off ASAP, hopefully, again, I don't use credit cards if I can't pay for it that month. For me, mm -hmm. listen, I'm not ripping on people. They're, I understand you're in a tough time. We're here to help you and not to criticize you. I'm saying for me personally, because I've been there where I put stuff on that credit card, and it, man, that was rough. Yeah. No, it's... Spelling it out, crossing your crossing your T's, dotting your I's. I mean, as as a building block, I mean, is in my opinion absolutely crucial and knowing where it's going. Because uh, like we're saying, it, everyone's gonna everyone wants your money, right? And they're gonna do what they can to get it, whether it's payments, whether it's monthly stuff, whether they dress it up, whether it's subscriptions that you don't even know about. Man, you're gonna be nickeled and dime left and right, right. and and they're gonna. They're, oh, it's. Ooh, and they don't care about so you. It's so scummy. They, no, don't they don't care, care about you. I, no, I found that out years ago. These people do not care about you. They they are, for me now, I use I like using credit cards because I get 3% back on gas, mm -hmm. food, anything when that would be an office supply anyways. or, right, and your tools. Like anything in lumber yards, uh, Lowe's, that's going to get me 3% back, 1% on everything else. I like that. So I don't mind putting stuff on credit cards mm -hmm. and then I'll pay it off at the end of the month because I know I'm going to get that money back. So for me, they're not making money. They're paying me money on other people. That's not, you know, how it's going. So I think you have to know what your patterns are and what you're good at and what you're not good at. And I would definitely, if you want, I don't care if you want to buy a four wheeler, you want to put a pool, a pool out in the backyard, you want to build a patio, you want to buy a couch, save up, mm -hmm. save up your money ahead, Absolutely. get it together pay cash on hand. And I'm not saying so you can beat the tar out of the people. Right. I'm saying just so that you have that money. That's yeah. we're putting roof over our decks because a guy that helped me last year suggested it'd be a great idea if we did that. We're working right now. I mean, we're saving up that money. And one thing that brings me to a point, this has been, this is not for everybody. Okay. What I'm going to suggest, I'm just going to say things that have been transformational for me is side hustle. Mm -hmm. That whole thing. I was a collector of antiques. I decided why am I walking by all this stuff? all the time that other people want. Why not buy that? I didn't see what I wanted today, but I saw what other people want. I'll sell, I'll sell that to them and I'll, that'll right. give me revenue to, to further my collections at that time. That's all it was about. It turned into putting my kids through college. That's what it turned into. Wow. And I just couldn't believe that I got like the Lord had just prepared me, you know, years mm -hmm. earlier, gave me that interest in antiques and an eye for it as well. And then that ability to sell and yeah. even opening up things like eBay was a huge gateway for people like me. Well, I don't have time to go sit around at flea markets all the time. I'm working at the church 55, 60 hours a week, but right. I could at night, you right. know, after my kids went to bed, I could list a few things. And, and finally, as nice as you could do it from yeah, home too. You could do it from home. Yeah. Just sit there and throw something on TV, uh, list some stuff. My wife's a great packer and shipper yeah. and she lists stuff too now, but and that thing side is, hustle's instrumental. With actually. that, it doesn't, ha some people view it and they're like, oh, well, I have kids. I don't want to miss them growing. You don't have to do it forever. Right. Do it for whether that's a handful of weeks, a couple of months until you hit your goal, whether that's to save X amount of money, whether that's to save the money and get yourself a new car, whatever it is, like do it till you hit your goal and then like buy yourself freedom. Right. You don't have to do it again. Once you get your debt paid off and once you hit that 
X amount of dollars of what you want to have in the bank to feel more secure and co- right. good. You don't have to side well, hustle your brains about, out for the rest of your life. Right. And how about this? You know, like I love picking to me when I was used to go yard sales all the time and auctions and flea markets. Mm-hmm. That was like hunting and fishing to the other guys. Except yeah. when they shot a deer, they didn't get money. When I had a good day, I was making money. You know what I'm right, saying? So, right. so I, it's stuff you're doing I anyways. Doing, I, I liked it anyway. It was, yeah. it was fun. It was a hobby. So I looked at it was a hobby that was lucrative. Mm-hmm. People grow vegetables. People do flowers. I mean, I don't know people in our church right now. They love flowers. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They're made, they made a side hustle out of it. Maybe a main hustle out of it, actually, some of them. But they're they're doing things where if you need, not everyone needs to, but if you find like you're in that situation, they're always creative things that you can do yeah. to kind of help yourself yeah. out. So my wife and I feel, and that's her business, like her side job now, like her part-time job is eBay. But we look at it as such a blessing, actually. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That it's really helped us and it's helped us to get some things done we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Certainly it was a blessing to our kids. And so, yeah, I, I side hustle was a big, big thing for me. My side hustle for a time, again, a short time, <laughs> donating plasma. <laughs> was it fun? No. Was it lucrative? Not really. Did we have to drive 45 minutes to Menor one way? Yes. Were there times where we would drive all the way out there, Bethany and I, and weren't even allowed to, whether that's right. the machine couldn't detect the plasma or what a, we were too close together or something like that, or our, our donation days or something ridiculous. It's like, okay, well, this is a way. I mean, that was back in the day. We didn't have two pennies rubbed together. Right. So if you wanted like new shoes or whatever, okay, well, how much money do you have on your little car from donating plasma? Right. It, it was more of like a... <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. We had to, you right. know? And again, am I looking to do that forever? Absolutely not, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice and do that drive and whatever for a time, right? Because is you know what we needed to do. I have great fondness for the days where we didn't have two dimes, two nickels rubbed together. I mean, great fondness. It's just the stuff you had to do. You'd allow yourself five dollars, like when my wife and I we first had kids, and we're here. We allowed each other five dollars a week. Yeah, right. That was called your allowance. That's all. We were adults now. That's all you get. Yeah. That's all you get. I get five and you get five. And what God allowed me to do with my five bucks a week. I remember sitting around after like three or four years. Cause again, I was a collector of antiques and stuff. I'm like, I can't believe I built this collection on five bucks. a week. Like I can't believe what I was able to do with that, but that was all God's blessing too. But that was it. That's all we have. And so she would, what was important to her might Mm -hmm. be something for the kids or it might be, you know, she would save up. That's what she did. Right. I would do my right. thing, and, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, I loved it, actually. But you have to communicate, too. Um, one thing with husbands and wives, I think both people need to be talking about it. It's sad to me when I hear of a, a person, and I've heard it plenty of times, like one spouse will die, and if they're the financial person, the other one's got not one clue. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know where anything is. They don't know what the bills are. And it's a learning curve. And it, those people make it. I mean, they figure it out because they have to. Yeah, it's not hard. but No, it's just, to me, I don't want to be in that one situation. My do. wife handles the finances mostly. I look at them a lot and I talk to her, but I'm in constant conversation. Hey, what was that again? What was this again? What do we do here again? And I'm learning, like I'm walking into the bank with her now the last few times. I'm trying to further, I'm starting to make mm-hmm. transfers in the bank account when I need to instead of just relying on her. Yep. And the more yep. I do good. myself is good. And bringing up doing it yourself, doing it yourself at your home project saves you a ton of money too. You want to know how to money save? Cooking yourself. 
cooking, cooking yeah that's huge and absolutely and honestly that's a great point actually Dave Ramsey does talk about this a little bit as well uh he's like when when you do this when you sacrifice you notice changes whether you learn how to work a hammer and nails yourself you learn how to work a frying pan yourself you start losing weight like it starts making changes right and I think there's tremendous power in in saying no Right. Kind of setting up a boundary like, you know what? No, we're not going to go out again this weekend. We're not going to this party. Like, we've we've spent the money in our entertainment line on our budget or whatever. Like, no, we're not going out to the movies again. We're going to have to wait. Agreed. Being able to say no is incredibly valuable. Right. But you have to be able to do it. I it's think, too, it, it's good when you go through those tight stretches because it teaches you how to tighten your belt. Like, mm-hmm. we went through one with the projects we were just involved in last year, and we found, okay, got to tighten up. But I felt like it was healthy. Yeah. Because then, now coming out of this, man, we are far better off because we're we're getting used to that. Yeah, you know, we don't have to go out. One thing I'll say, and we got to conclude the segment, but this is pure leaf tea. Now, this is not my best idea here. These are eight bucks for six now. Holy. So my son and I noticed the other day, we went through like four of these in one day. Well, that was four bucks. I don't want to be paying four bucks a day, to be honest with you, for iced tea. So my wife and I have talked. We actually got um, almost like thermoses or glasses with straws for everyone because our plan is we're going to start making our own tea. And then we're just going to drink it. So I'll be coming to the office and with glasses, like I do a coffee mug or whatever, instead of drinking out of these... We're going to be drinking out of our own because for, why? For nine dollars a day, you can support Pastor Bill's. Yeah, exactly. My iced tea habit. It's got to be cheaper to make it myself. When a I think about percent. this, is how stupid our world is getting. I'm like, UT people are going to price it because I mean, enough people like me are going to sit back to the old days and think about grandma made my iced tea. My mom made iced tea. We had it in gallon containers all the time. It's time to get back to making my own tea. So that was just one example. Like you said, cooking on your own, making your own tea, making your own coffee. I mean, there's tons of ways, little things that you can do to save money too. Anyway, that's all the time that we have. Hopefully we said something that uh, inspired you, uh, encouraged you. Uh, Spend less, make more. Those are usually your two options when you're having financial problems. Just pay attention and trust God, and he will lead you through. As you trust trust him in all your ways, he'll definitely be directing your paths. You guys all have a great and a blessed week.